0: You know, AI says that it's programmed not to harm humans. Yeah, but why even talk about that?
1: You know what? I don't. I don't say to to people in my life like, you know what? I'm never gonna poke your eye out. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah,
0: like your right eye,
1: I'm never gonna poke it out.
0: You know, but <laughs> you AI know? lets you know it every single time.
1: Oh yeah. Good morning. I'm not trying to kill humanity. Yeah. How would you like your coffee? Again, humanity's safe with me. Love humans. Love them. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmari and I'm here with my co-host Katie Kasmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. I'm awesome. Okay. So I'm going to, can I kick off? Oh yeah, kick
0: it off. Okay.
1: So a little COVID news and barnyard news together. Bees could teach humans a thing or two about social distancing. Really? Yes. So I knew a little bit about how bees protect the hive. Uh, Not just the hive, but the the population within. And basically, um, if a bee senses that another bee is infected with something, they drag it away from the hive. Really? They do not let it come in. Same thing if a bee has been, I imagine if they've been drinking. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> they drag it away. So they they have, but they, you know, this is because they don't want the entire hive to be destroyed, but they actually can um, pass little bits of immunity to one another, kind of like a vaccine. So if there's an opportunity for them to to spread this vaccine around, then sure they will. But if you're already sick, it's too late. You get dragged out.
0: Oh, my God. And then you die. You just because you're on your own and you're sick. Mm-hmm. Or... You're on your
1: own. It gets cold at night.
0: I'm sure there are plenty of untoward
1: places for a bee to end up. <laughs> um, there... So it's... Go
0: ahead. Is there any news of, like, these sick bees? Um <laughs> <laughs> Gathering together, yeah the yeah, like their own little like a uh, colony where they try to nurse each other back to health. Like a leper bee colony? Yeah. You know? They just they kick it. They can't
1: survive without the hive. <laughs> That's I think they say that like that too.
0: Can't survive no without the hive yeah. imagine. They, the- as they drag the bee away, the sick bee are like can't survive without the hive.
1: And they're like, sorry, dude for the hive. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a they have a strategy, like I said, where they can share small molecules that are that look like virus and that leads to immunity, kind of like a vaccine. oh, um, they pass on the molecules via the jellies they secrete and the honeycomb for the larva to eat, and they also have um they can coat parts of their hive with a resin that has antimicrobial properties, and they put that on the entrance it's kind of they think it's a little bit like hand sanitizer when you come in no, kidding. so every bee that passes through. Gets washed a little bit with these antimicrobial resin. Wow! Um, But they they do not care if you were sick; they will kill you. They thought of everything. Yeah, they they actually have seen bees dragging a sick bee out and throwing it to the ground.
0: Oh my god! Like and stay out. It's like, hey, look! If you couldn't, if you didn't clean yourself (laughs) off with the hand sanitizer that we had, and you did not inoculate yourself with. What we provided, and you you still got sick, then you, you yeah. don't belong here.
1: It's like you didn't get the flu shot. You're sick, and now you're trying to come to the office. Yeah. I don't think so. Get out. Yeah. So they they'll drag the bee out, but they're saying that we shouldn't look to bees for how to behave in these kind of situations because apparently that's what people do. They're like, oh, look what these animals are doing. We should do that, right? Yeah. So humans don't. We we have other means that we can turn to. We don't have to drag people out. Um yeah, the leper colony I guess is as you put forward is one way to deal with it. But basically if you're a bee and you get sick, they're like what what good are you?
0: Yeah, right? Cuz you can't oh wow. What a society. Yeah.
1: yeah. And ants are are the same way. So they have to you know the the hill has to survive. And so they have actually evolved to practice social distancing to keep fungus from spreading. So there's a separation between the forager ants and the ants who are inside. They don't have a lot of contact with each other, so they try to social distance in that way to stop um, pathogens from getting in. How come they, they say they, mm-hmm? how come they have the sense to do this? Where so many of us this is they've they've just evolved to. I mean, I'm assuming the ant colonies that couldn't figure this one out are dead.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> they didn't make it. This ants also uh, can trigger each other with chemicals to let each other know, like, you need to stay away. Mm. And the sick ants, they just self-isolate. I guess they fling themselves out. They're just like, I'm no good. Yeah, so once there's a pathogen um, in the ant colony, everybody knows and everyone acts accordingly. Uh, They also said, another one of my favorite animals, the lobsters can tell if a lobster is sick because the urine of the lobster is apparently offensive to the other lobsters, and they know right away not even to go over there. Wow. So they don't have to fight each other or drag each other around. They're like, that guy stinks. <laughs> Stay away.
0: Let him get um, caught in the net and end up on somebody's plate. We're all eating the sick lobsters, probably.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the best
0: That's the best end for Henry.
1: <laughs> is, to, is to be served with a nice little butter on the side. And a, um, and a wedge of lemon. Yeah, so a lot of animals can tell when members of their the hive, the anthill, the whatever, are sick.
0: Apparently, though, we
1: can't. We're not really good at telling when people are sick or not. It's not. Evolution has not helped us out with that. We can't distinguish a healthy cough from an infectious cough. We can't look at someone or smell someone and tell if they are sick. Sick or have allergies or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's probably a good thing because a lot of us probably would have gotten tossed out pretty early in the game.
0: Right. Oh, God. Could you imagine if that was our thing that we did? It's like,
1: yes, get out. And you know how cruel children are anyway. I could totally see children be like, oh, no, we flung him out the window. He had a cold. <laughs> yeah. He had a cold coming. He had a cold coming on. He
0: sniffled. You
1: know, <sighs> the rest of us got to live. But,
0: but we're about social distancing and <clears throat> humans, do you think that now we, that we have been doing it for months, like when this pandemic is over, um, that people are going to learn to keep their distance from each other to an, to an extent? I mean,
1: I hope so. I mean, in England, that's what they do. Like, some cultures are just more distant than others. Yeah. And as we saw, and these are obviously sweeping generalizations, but I don't think that they're in- incorrect, and I don't think they're harmful in, you know, places like Italy, where people are more affectionate with one another. Um, I think it's going to be difficult for them.
0: But I don't think it's going to be hard for British people to stay away from one another but uh, one this is one for example one thing I'd like to bring up as an example um here in this the urban area that we live in um Mm -hmm. walking down I've I've tried this like anecdotal experiment of mine where I'd walk down the street and I wouldn't really get out of the way of a guy Mm -hmm. and see if they move to the side do they move a little bit do they move a lot or did they clip your shoulder because they did they run into you some yes Really? Um, Yeah. Okay.
1: Let me just say Katie is tall and I'm surprised by that. Not that you're tall. I'm surprised by that. (laughs) I can see people not, you know, I'm five feet tall and a lot of dudes try to run up on me like, eh, small stuff. And that I can see, but you're tall.
0: Yeah. They, they want you to get out of the way for them. They will. Um, I have been, um, I, I, I was walking down like a wide sidewalk and then it got very narrow where only one person could walk before you could, you had to go into the street.
1: Great urban design. Yeah.
0: And then a a man was walking from the other side. So we were really going to meet where it was, where only one of us could go. Honestly.
1: Was there eye contact? Was there a moment of like, who's going to move?
0: Yeah, because, but the thing was I already had made my way. This is how I justified (laughs) <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, so, wait, so
1: you were like I'm not moving.
0: Yeah, cuz I was already 80% of the way through, you know. And so <laughs> based on what of the sidewalk, of the narrow sidewalk, say like of the bottleneck area. Yeah, and he was 20%. In? Yeah, he just stepped on. So I was like, well, he should step into the street. <laughs> I like
1: gonna, your style. I'm gonna keep Look, going to keep I was here. Yeah, I was, I was here
0: first. I was making my way through. You just came into the bottleneck. So you step into the street. And he <laughs> Was he did not make a move. He actually ran into me, got his shoulder down, and not and knocked me off into the street. Are you serious? And so I turned around.
1: Was this must have
0: been some time ago? This was only maybe about two years ago. I was walking home from work. Oh shit! Okay. So I turned around. I went after him, and I was like, "Come back here!" I'm like, "You knocked me into the street. Get back here." (laughs) And I went out.
2: He he misjudged you completely. He totally
0: did, but he was younger and fitter than me. So he started like running away. (laughs) He ran. He ran. I was like, get back here. And but he ran.
1: (laughs) I've done that to people before. I think it's somewhat surprising because I am really short. (laughs) <laughs> right, I'm not a petite person, except for the height part. Right, I, I think I, you know I'm not will of the whisper or anything, <laughs> but I don't look. I don't look like I'm a powerful person, and I don't carry myself in a way that's like combative. You know, I just get I go on about my business. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people misjudge that, especially men, and they think that they're going to take up space because I need less of it, and it never ends well for them because mm. it's not a good look. When you are a six foot tall man, when a five foot tall woman steps to you and is like, "Bring it," yeah, how are you going to explain that? Yes. Yeah. no one is going to believe that I said that I did. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. I said, "Remember this." I flat footed you. That was me. Yeah. But no,
0: <laughs> no, that's
1: not going to go well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so typically, when two women walk towards each other, we both move a little bit to the side.
1: Yeah, we 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 work it
0: out. Yeah. You know. well, typically that happens, but guys, yeah. it really doesn't happen. But what I've noticed walking down the streets now, guys are really stepping out of the way unless they're a total jerk and they're just going oh, to they're walk worried about their health. Yeah, but <laughs> there is so they're worried about their health. And this is now becoming habitual. I wonder if it will still kind of if they'll be courteous as a result. Uh, yeah. Or just like kind of get into the habit of moving when they see somebody coming towards them.
1: I don't know. I think that would be a, a positive thing. I, I think if we're not talking about positive things. I think people staying at home when they are feeling bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I hope that becomes more acceptable. That if someone calls in and says, "I'm not feeling well today," people don't think, "Oh, they're just trying to get a day off." Yeah, because you we shouldn't be taking this is even without COVID. That's why flu season is so terrible um, in New York City.
0: Yeah, people... because
1: people keep coming in. They come in, and my my rule is if I even see one glassy eye, get out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a sniffle, anything, yeah. sneezes, coughs. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's you know, so yeah, we can't. Maybe we will develop through r- repeated exposure to diseases and things like this some kind of natural social distancing, or maybe an awareness of how we we're not a hive in the same way that bees are but you know here we are on this planet we're all together and whether you like the person or not if they sneeze on you their political affiliation how they feel about your sexuality you know race income class and gender don't matter we can still get each other sick maybe it will change maybe people will start taking it seriously you do not we've we've already demonstrated that you don't need to go in all the time for everything yeah for a lot of people. Some people they still need to be there. But I I'm a big proponent of the health is more important than you serving me some fries.
0: Yeah, no kidding, right?
1: Right. <laughs> like you still you need to get paid for sure, but please. I hope that employers will adopt the stance of people need to stay at home. No one's going to want to see somebody sneezing on the job after yeah. COVID.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right, right. And to, but I, also the guys who are um who you know, brutalize women, you know, or or try to attack them, you know, are they, are we going to see them coming? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. What's going, because if someone gets too close to you, you'll know that there's something wrong. like the, the, you know, in the past, a guy could like run up on you, but now it's like, once they get within 10 feet, now we're starting to have an issue.
0: Yeah. Eight feet. <laughs> and, yeah, like yeah, or the guys that grope, you know, because they're standing too close to you, and then they grope you. You know that happens a lot. To yeah,
1: they shouldn't them. be standing there in the first place. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, so we know if someone's getting too close, it's like this guy's up to no good, and he's oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see. I people are, have really adopted the
1: mask wearing. Um, I it doesn't seem strange for me anymore. Obviously, too. Now it's not as hot, right? Yeah. And the other night, because you know me, I'm always cold always cold mm-hmm. I was like damn this mask is keeping my face warm yes it
0: does it really I does. didn't
1: mind yeah when wintertime comes I'm thinking about getting like a faux fur there oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know really just kick it up a notch why not <laughs> why not I mean I'm I'm like can I I'm just gonna go like you know like with a religious garb at some point anyway because that's how cold I am yeah If I'm already covering my my mouth why not cover the rest of it just leave the eyes out and be warm yeah
2: Sure, I'm going to declare go.
1: it, but like it's comfortable, and
2: nobody should say a word. no, how dare they
1: right? <laughs> it's my choice, all right, what do you have
0: okay, so there is an aquarium, and it's it has a um a, it, what is it like a a wishing well where you could or like a fountain that you could toss the the coins into it right okay so People can't come into the aquarium and pay the entry fees. So they're like, we got to keep this place running. They're turning to the fountain and they, they took up all the coins. What? Yeah. So. Who took them? The employees? The employees. Well, they took them, they pulled them all out of the fountain and they washed them down. And okay, they they're... weren't clean already. They were in the water. <laughs> what's going on in this aquarium it's a filthy aquarium kind of yeah kind of nasty so it it also there is a coin shortage too that's what they keep saying but they
1: haven't been to my house yeah I i got coins i save all my coins every year i'm like an old they go to las vegas yeah i cash them before i go i've got tons of coins there but i haven't had to use them yeah i'll sell them to you though for a small markup
0: yeah, well the people are buying them too. Like banks and other places are are, are gonna will mark up if you like, okay, here's you know, a hundred bucks in coins, we'll give you a hundred and ten or something. Um, and I'm making up those numbers, but it's something. Oh, like I'm that.
1: like I'm like I'm writing this down. 110.
0: <laughs> this could um, work for me. So retailers are really asking people customers to pay for exact change, but this aquarium here, back to this because of its mandated closure, um, they had to pass the time and pay the bills because they do have to go in and take care of, of the animals.
1: Yeah. They can't just tell the animals like, look, it's over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you are it's a great so- manatee,
1: but you got to get packing.
0: Yeah. So they drained that waterfall where people uh, threw their coins and they dredged up the coins, cleaned them, sorted them. And um, they're using the money to take care of the aquarium and the animals during this time. So, they- Well, that's
1: good. I-, I would donate though to something like that. I feel strongly that those animals don't deserve to bear the brunt of this.
0: Yeah. So they asked the public, they're like, uh, guess how much money is in a hundred gallons of our, our, our waterfall. Um, wow. Guess how, how much, much was there? So I had to look it up <laughs> and the grand total in a separate article, I work for everybody here. I'm doing a lot of yeah. work for this show. I come um,
1: here for the news. So
0: yeah. So it's the North Carolina Aquarium at Pine Knoll Shores. They had about $8,500. Wow. $8,500 plus in wishing
1: coins. Of coins. Yeah. I wonder how much they were expecting to get. Probably not that much. That's a a lot of
0: coins. $8,563.71. It took about 10 hours sending the change through the bank's coin counter.
1: Then the bank was like, great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, those coin counters at the bank, they're not right.
1: <laughs> you have a beef with the coin.
0: Yes. Counter. Yes, I do, actually. I don't
1: use those. I wrap my coins myself because I am that country and distrustful.
0: Yeah. because And you're right to do so because there is a certain bank, and I will not name names. Um, they had their coin. They're like, yeah, free coin sorting machine. Yeah, come on in. Anybody can do it. Um, yeah, it was, it was off and the bank was making a profit off this. It, I mean, telling anybody.
1: yeah, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. It's a bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hate to be cynical, but come on. They're not exactly known for their ethics.
0: Yeah. So I'm telling these people, they probably had about 10 grand.
1: <laughs> and they, they stole from the starfish and the dolphins. Yep. That's what I say. Some Lex Luthor style. Yeah. <laughs> bank stuff. Yeah,
0: because you don't really- I never
1: threw, did you ever, I never threw coins in a fountain. I didn't grow up with a lot of fountains around. And also, um, you know, we didn't have, there was no such thing as spare change. Like I come from an, a place where people would say they like, do you have any, there's no such thing as spare change, yeah, you know. not spare. But I have change. It's not spare. You're not getting it. Yeah. But to throw, a, to throw money into a fountain? No, that, just, that wouldn't have worked.
0: No, the only time you would ever do that really, or I would ever do that, is on vacation to a special landmark. So this is a, you know. A but why would you fountain. throw it
1: in? Is it for luck?
0: Yeah, you make a wish and you throw it in because it's a special wishing fountain.
1: Okay, we need to set one of those up. Do we have to grant wishes?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's all, we'll leave that <laughs> up to the fates okay but you can you, you have, have a, a hey you know it a hey you
1: know it. wishing well just it just says good fucking luck
0: you know why don't we set one up on a on a gofundme be like this is a yeah wish we could know.
1: do a virtual wishing well
0: why not put your wishes yeah.
1: in just do, yep for $1. Yeah. a dollar
0: a dollar wow i was gonna do 10 bucks but sure yeah all right we can make oh, all right we'll do this we'll make tears what is your what is your wish
1: i would say three wishes for 10 bucks okay or 100 wishes for 20 all right, that works. I'm trying to get 20 bucks, so that's my goal. You're listening to Hey, You Know It with Jaquetta Satmari and Katie Kazmier. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. What do you have? I have here some Musk news for our, our Musk you Really segment featuring Elon Musk. Musk You, Musk You Really. Elon yeah, and he... And he musk. He always musk. He's been a little quiet lately. Yes. I'm
0: worried. Well, he's got his hands full. He, there he has his wife, Grimes. He has a yeah. new child. He has other children. He keeps changing the
1: names of his children so that people can pronounce them. <laughs> uh, apparently, some of them had
0: symbols and numbers in them. Right, and it was a formula, and it meant... Yeah, it was a formula. <laughs> and, and then it turned out to be like Heather or something. Yeah.
1: Yes, and I feel like those children will be very unimpressed
0: when they (laughs) grow up
1: with the parents. Um, So it says, Elon Musk says he's terrified of AI taking over the world, and the thing that scares him the most is Google's DeepMind AI project.
0: You know, he's been talking about this for ages, but what does he do about it?
1: Well, he used to own a little piece of it, and he said he invested in it because he wanted to keep an eye on it. Okay. Um, So he thinks that AI poses a threat to humanity and I would say yes because it's created by humanity and very rarely do we do we create things that are powerful that don't threaten our lives mm-hmm. that seems to be a pathos he says the nature of the AI that we're building is one that crushes humans at all games it's basically the plot line in war games <laughs> right I never saw world war games I know what it's about I don't like Matthew Broderick um he seems like he slobbers, and that's always bothered me. But I'm aware of the plot.
0: <laughs> is that that's your criteria for disliking somebody if they slobber?
1: <laughs> he seems like he, for an actor, I think he should have better control over his saliva, and he doesn't. And he doesn't. It's a shame. Um, it, you know what? To each his own. Apparently, he's very popular. So, well, you know who 20- his wife is.
2: Yes, I do, and I can't believe it. They've been together it's a while.
1: Still, they must have been. I'll put it that way, from the beginning of time. Yes. Because, you know, so in 2016, Musk said humans could become the equivalent of house cats to the new AI overlords. And we know that cats are God, so I don't think he was using that correctly. Mm -hmm. But he has repeatedly called for regulation and caution when it comes to AI. Um, He also said AI could surpass human intelligence in the next five years, even if we don't see the impact of it immediately. It's something that's happening. They're already smarter than me. Um, You you know know what? The things that are, the types of intelligences that are specifically human are the kind of like the emotional intelligence and things like that. I think they're trying to get away from it because it gets in the way of profit and progress. And AI is perfect for this, right? Yeah. Um, Elon Musk says, that doesn't mean everything goes to hell in five years. It just means things get unstable or weird.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you think AI has like a hand in how 2020 has has panned out so far? No, no, that's people. Okay. <laughs> in my, That's 100% people. I don't think
1: AI could come up with something as stupid as what we have going on politically. Um, and I, don't, I can't imagine any AI, no matter how rudimentary, no matter how bad the the input is, would have this kind of response to COVID. It makes no sense. This is human. Yeah. That's fine. You know, I, I, just, I can't see anything other than human acting like this. Right.
0: Um, yeah, and especially because, well, you know, AI says that it's programmed not to harm humans. Yeah, but why even talk about that? <laughs> you know what? I don't, I don't say to,
1: to people in my life, like, you know what? I'm never going to poke your eye out. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Like your right eye, I'm never going to poke it out.
0: You know, <laughs> But AI because, lets you know it every single time.
1: Oh, yeah. Good morning. I'm not trying to kill humanity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How would
1: you like your coffee? Again, humanity's safe with me. Love humans. Love them. Trust me. On this.
0: I read an article written by AI where it was assigned to um, convince humans that it was not going to harm them. And it was like,
1: and I, were you convinced? Or did you like, you know, were you gathering up your
0: things? Basically, it sounded like a sociopath in the beginning of like a slasher movie, you know, like, <laughs> get on the table. No, yes. you're going to be fine. You're here with me. Yeah, everything. When you open the door
1: to someone's house, Say you're you're going over to their house for the for the first time. If they say, don't worry, you're safe with me. Yeah. Is that going to make you want to come in the door? Yeah. Or are you going to run like hell? Yeah. So he said it's hu- it's hubris, one of my favorite words. He said in an interview that keeps very smart people from realizing the dangers of AI. My assessment about what AI is overlooked by very smart people is that very smart people do not think a computer can ever be as smart as they are. And that's hubris, and it's obviously false. Yeah, I like this idea that you have these people who fancy themselves as geniuses, and they're going to create the most intelligent thing in the world, but it's never going to be more intelligent than them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned about this because if Elon Musk is concerned about it, <laughs> I think that that this is his world right they hell the ai mm-hmm. that there's something to be concerned about also stephen hawking was concerned about it oh, i think yeah. those were his last you know among his last words were like <laughs> shut off the ai
0: yeah look behind you ai is coming
1: yeah ai is coming um yeah i'm i stopped researching ai because i got freaked out
0: by it yeah and it's just going to it's just growing at at, the, at this pace that <sighs> You know, in the next year or so, it's going to be making the advantage, adva- advances um, yeah that took like the last twenty years to do. It's just going to grow at that kind of rate.
1: And and I'm still not sure what it's good for. I know that may sound ignorant, but do you know what I mean? I'm not sure what we need these incredibly powerful um, artificial minds for. Mm. I can't think it's going to be anything positive because so many of the problems that we have. Could be so easily solved if we would just communicate with one another
0: and love each other
1: yes and the secret ingredient obviously is love and respect but yeah you know when sometimes when i'm having when i'm in meetings and i see how hard it is for us to solve basic problems i i i'm wondering what is ai going to you know come in here and Mm -hmm. and help us make a decision about you know what time we're all going to get together and do something yeah. Right. About how our project is gonna go. What is AI working on? Yeah. If it's getting us to another planet, which I don't think that's what it's about, um, I kinda see it, but I think it's just for military and for um for dominance of some kind. I'm not sure I, I rarely hear about like AI saved a puppy in a tree. you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I I rarely hear about AI doing something positive
0: doesn't mean it's not doing positive things. I just don't hear about it. Well, so then maybe we should ask right, let's hear more positive news about AI. But then yeah, we, maybe we should
1: look for we should look for positive AI. I just tend to think that when things are expensive and a lot of work goes into them, it's barely, it's rarely if ever for the benefit of regular people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um well, you know. Yeah. We'll see. You're right. You're right. You know. All right. All right. What do you have? I have advice on advice
1: awesome advice on advice is a segment where we find advice on the internet that stinks and it's unqualified and we like to improve upon it by giving our advice on advice hence advice on advice okay
0: this is dear prudence nice prue is back in the house yeah okay um the here's the agony my wife was in a quote unquote caring video Okay, okay my acting wife, a fool. Yes. My wife was okay. in a very stressful situation about a month ago when she was at a park in our hometown. After mm-hmm. trying to balance a full-time job while caring for our three children for four months, she honestly just kind of lost it. She snapped. My wife is now the subject of a, quote, Karen video uh, that made the rounds last month in our town. Luckily, it didn't spread beyond that. Uh, okay. <laughs> she was, and Phil is horrified by her behavior. She is seeking counseling for both the snap and for the underlying thoughts and attitudes that came out of the video. In the meantime, how do we get our get back to our normal life? My friends around, m- many folks around town are understandably freezing us out, and some of my kids' parents' friends' parents are refusing playdates. Mm-hmm. This is only adding, okay. This is only adding to the loneliness and isolation our family has already been feeling because of the pandemic. I hate to see my kids suffering because of my wife's unconscionable actions. Short of moving to a new town, what can we do to rebuild the relationships that used to keep us grounded in this awful time?
1: It's a tough one. It's called consequences, though. Yeah. And sometimes the consequences of our actions are visited upon people who are innocent. Yeah. Um, And that's just too bad. (laughs) That's my advice. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't have a lot of uh, sympathy when people, you, you can say, yes, you were under stress. But when you sometimes when you show your true self and people see it nowadays that it can be seen by more people than it could be before. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, people have the right to, I mean, if this woman said something that was in some way bigoted, I'm assuming that's what the Karen thing is usually about, right?
0: Yeah, it's usually is but they won't she he did not go into detail what it was about.
1: Yeah, it's it's
0: usually about bigoted stuff, right? Yeah, cuz she in some way so she was stressed out and snapped mm-hmm. and said something.
1: I, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we've both seen each other under stress. Yeah and it's never resulted in behavior that would i think would make other people cut us off
0: right 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 it's yeah within definitely. our group right yeah we both have have come we both have had um harsh hard times and yeah. really kind of broken down but we've never it never comes out like it anything.
1: didn't come to the final solution yeah
0: right yeah. <laughs> it's never like a bigoted homophobic no. misogynistic no. it's never been anything like that Future. Even in situations
1: where I have had confrontations with people from from a you know a different group than myself, that's not where I go. Yeah, I might go for you know I'll go for something about them, but it's going to be specific to them and not just some generic stuff about what group I think they might be a part of.
0: Yeah. So he won't say what happened, but it's he said no. it's unconscionable. It is a Karen video. Um, yeah. It Didn't spread past the town, so well there's so many of these yeah
1: you know this is like karen with a small k yeah
0: this woman (laughs) k-a-r-y-n yeah Yeah. Yeah. so you know but it's okay there's consequences but sometimes it's like is the does the punishment suit the crime sometimes people are like can't wait to punish other people they can't sure to like really lay it on heavy um Is this, is this something that we have to like look at in our culture? Like, does the punishment fit the crime, you know, Um, or or according to
1: whom though, is the question. Like,
0: so I agree with
1: you, but who, who's going to decide what the match is? Yeah. So if this woman, let's say this woman said something, let's say that she dropped an N bomb, right. -hmm. So I'll make it personal for me. Yeah. I'm kind of done with her on that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly because I've been around so many people who've been so stressed out and in all kinds of situations and that has not, that's not where they went. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the punishment is what I don't, that, that woman doesn't get to, to have a good relationship with me.
2: You'll, she'll live. Mm -hmm. So
1: I, I don't, I think over time people forget, um, People forget those things sometimes, but if they don't, you have to be ready for, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. I'm I'm trying to think of an example. It's like, it's like, you know, when people find out someone is something they don't like someone, they find out that you're gay or that you're an atheist or that you are a Democrat or, you know, whatever it is. And then they're done with you. Yeah. Or did she like, but you, let's say you've divulged that information. Yeah. What she has done is she's divulged some information about herself by accident. Right. And, and that's what she's upset about. Right.
0: So, I, I think, I don't know. And it depends on, you know, it's like, what did she say? And it, apparently it's unconscionable. Okay. Do you want to hear people in question? the town are not down with it? Yeah. And to the point where people don't want to associate with her she's just going to have to not be
1: associated with that. You can't force people to be okay with, um, with getting new information like that about you. Like what, it's like, well, what if you found, it's like, if you found that a friend of yours all of a sudden was like a Nazi and you're like, fuck, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, you know, we've been friends for 20 years. I didn't know you were in the Nazi party. Like, thanks for making an exception for me, but you know, yeah. <laughs> this is not, this is not on. Or like someone's in a cult. Yeah, yeah. Or someone has a strange, uh, like now people are finding out on Facebook, for example, that friends of theirs are in, this, in conspiracy groups. Like someone told me they found out uh, someone that they knew was in the believe in the QAnon thing.
0: Oh, they were into it. Yeah. Okay.
1: But they they were a follower of this QAnon this big conspiracy thing, and they are done with that person. So is that different? and that that person devolves that information information on purpose is that different than if you do it by accident and then someone makes a decision that they don't want to be around you yeah because of it
0: yeah there's some, I don't know yeah there well the thing is like if, if there is the, the term you know agree to disagree but it does not mean that if you if you um diminish somebody's humanity <laughs> that you can agree yeah. to disagree about that kind of thing or
1: or they can choose to I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people in my life and probably in the lives of everyone that we know that when they find out what your, our beliefs are, the people don't no longer want to talk to you. Yeah. I'm sure that's happened to me. Sometimes when you lose a friend, you're like, what happened? Like, yeah, they found out you were a libertarian. They rolled. Yeah. <laughs> right. But also I don't hide any of that stuff. Yeah. So I, I think it's about people trying to hide things that they think are unpleasant. About themselves, right, right, right. And then when that information gets out, they they want people to what forget about it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, what, what do you think? I, well, yeah, I I mean, like, this is like an ethical quandary for me now,
0: because there are so many things that I disagree with. <laughs> me too. You know, I'm yeah. on the same
1: page, with yeah, that. Yeah. and I don't have time. I'm like, life is short. I got plenty of friends.
0: Right. 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 <laughs> Right. So our circles are smaller and Mm -hmm. it's like getting smaller all the time, smaller all the time. And then somebody else is introduced and they are, you know, are racist or some kind of bigot or, you know, homophobe. It's like, you know, it's exhausting to deal with. And then you have to just Mm -hmm. not get involved with them. Right.
1: It is. But I've I've had some friends who I've had parting the ways with because of their, how they feel about certain groups of people. Yeah immigrants you know people of different faiths whatever Mm -hmm. and their attitude is like well you know what's the big deal like you've known me for a long time it's like well did i though yeah you don't know why did you hide that from me if you uh, were an anti-semite this entire time why did you hide it yeah exactly You you think you have the the It's not even the right, I mean, I think that's not the right word, that you get to be a friend of mine and be an anti-Semite because that's not going to work. Right. You have to, you have to stick with your anti-Semitism. I'm not saying give up on it.
0: Yeah, but you don't get access to me and my friends, and my group and my. Because I'm not, I'm not about that. You
1: got to go hang out with the Nazis now.
0: Yeah. Make that your group. Yeah. (laughs) right Um, oh yeah right go hang out with the nazis
1: yeah i mean it's not you know i i hang out i'm with people whose i don't agree with all of my friends opinions but i'm never so offended by them that i feel like you know we can't we can't see eye to eye on things but there are some things that are like you were saying not recognizing other people's humanity that's just too far yeah so in that case i think that the punishment, the shunning, I guess, is what is happening to this family. Um, I can see why people don't want that kind of involvement. Right. Like you're, you're, you know, you're a Polish and, and Italian descent. How would you feel if all of a sudden you realized, you know, that some, some people that you knew were really anti both of those things.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they just overlooked it in you because you're a good one. Yeah, but good one. Yeah. I'm the, the token. Or you don't act like it. Yes. Yeah, so I therefore <laughs> I'm okay. But you know, if any yeah. an Italian or Polish person yeah. came around,
1: um, it sucks for the family. But what can you do?
0: Yeah. How about there's there's the person. Say they're like an older, very religious person who walks it like they talk it, and they mm-hmm. just are like, um. They've always been upfront about it. Yeah, they always been because this is a sin because of you know religion, but they're not going to act on it. They're not going to do anything. That's just their belief, and they're not going to hurt anybody. Um, but we don't know
1: that yeah. though. That's the that's the problem is that when I think about things like, for you know racism. Everyone is like, no one's acting on it, but somebody showed up at those lynchings. Somebody burnt that cross. Somebody showed up at that house to stop that family from moving in. Somebody voted for Trump.
2: Like yeah, somebody, yeah.
1: someone made it uncomfortable for someone at the job. You know, mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe that people don't
0: act on it. Right. Exactly. I'm thinking about um, like you know, like beliefs, like the misogynistic beliefs. Um, okay. Like when. Some people are like you know women can't do this. Women, you know, dress provocatively or whatever. But it, some people get emboldened and they act on that. They're like they feel like they are the um, the judge, the jury, the executioner, and they're just like, well, she mm-hmm. dressed this way, so therefore I was able to punch her and her. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm putting her in her place because she doesn't need to be doing this. Um, that's the kind of personality when people think feel like they have the right to to judge and punish somebody else for something i hear
1: what you're saying yeah
0: um, and the, and the, pun- the punishment
1: doesn't i think sometimes doesn't always have to be that overt yeah um
0: it's because it's so inter- it's like it's horrible and interesting if you think about any kind of violence that somebody plays upon uh acts upon somebody else or inflicts upon somebody else that's what i was trying to say mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the case of like women who get raped you know and somebody says she was wearing it. so yeah somebody thought yeah i get to punish her this violent violent way does, does because
1: that, of this attitude being out there yeah
0: does that really but it's like really does that fit if even if it was a crime does that fit the crime you know what I mean? <laughs> to yes okay i hear what you, you say. know what i mean like yeah somebody is you know a person of a, a color that's different than you. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit them now.
1: Well, I mean, or we could take it down to someone is is drunk or or high in the streets, and and they're wa- they're wavering around by traffic. Are you just gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna pull them out of traffic because they shouldn't have been drinking and getting high.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna actually rob <laughs> them now because they yes. can't defend themselves. They don't even know what's going on, and they shouldn't have been that way. So I get to commit this. On them, enact this upon them.
1: I don't. It, it's a funny thing because the Karen videos is uh, you have people who have been acting like assholes for for such a long time, mm-hmm. and this is their first opportunity of being called out and checked. Right. Whereas you have groups of people who are constantly
0: being picked on mm-hmm. for just being who they are. Yeah. And it's not minding their own business. Somebody decided that they what they were doing was a crime, but it's their really identity
1: not. is a yeah. crime. Their actions are a crime. They're not. Yeah. Um, and I think it's sometimes hard for people in those groups. And sometimes that's me to have sympathy for these other people. Right. Yes. Cause I'm like, wait a minute. You're, you're upset because people are calling you out because of something that you said that is generally offensive to people in your community. Whereas a person of color, a gay person, a differently abled person, um, you know, an immigrant, something like that is just being called out, minding their own business. Yeah. Just for existing. For existing. So you're, you're asking, in some cases, I feel like people are asking for sympathy from populations that are like, oh no, you know, (laughs) like, I'm sorry, I'm saving my sympathy for others. Yeah. Not for you, not for someone who was, who felt emboldened. And for the first time, got busted being a complete dick. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not buying the I was stressed out. Because like I said, we I've seen people stressed out all the time. I, I've worked with, you know, as a teacher, I've worked with so many students and I've seen them really break down. And almost never does someone come out of it um, dropping some, you know, with some behavior or some language that is offensive like mm-hmm. that. You know, they don't go Mel Gibson, yeah, right, and start blaming everybody, right, right. right. um Super. Unless, I mean, it's one thing if you're having a, ser- you know, some mental health conditions, you could have a break that will put your mind in the place where you are using a lot of profanity that you wouldn't normally. Yeah, I think Carrie Fisher talked about that with her mental illness that sometimes it would manifest itself with her just. Shouting out obscenities, and sometimes those obscenities were racist, homophobic, and anti Semitic, and sometimes they were just expletives. Yeah, but that's I don't think that was the case with this woman.
0: No, so <laughs> it's like, so here is the, here is the advice, okay? All right, well, wow, we we diced that up, yeah. okay? Let's hear the advice. <laughs> um, I'm like, there's advice, yeah, right? There's advice here. Yeah. Presum- presumably, your normal life was the one where your wife was trying to balance. A full-time job while caring for your three children, a situation so overwhelmed her that she snapped. So I don't think you should be too eager to return to it. One obvious change there might be for you to take on the greater portion of child care for the foreseeable future. More than that, your normal life uh, was also one where your wife apparently harbored certain vague thoughts or attitudes that horrify her. Um, that's, that's nothing to want to hurry back to. Do they horrify you? What have you two communicated to your kids about this beyond simply something happened, it's horrifying, but we can't go into detail. I would also love to know more about the specific underlying thoughts and attitudes that came out in the video, because that would help me offer meaningful context-driven advice. Um, Yeah. What in particular is she sorry for? What does she now think she could have done differently at the time? How much damage did she cause others? Was she merely rude or did she threaten someone else's health and safety? Uh, what has she done to try to make amends beyond seeing a therapist? Presumably, whatever she did in that park <clears throat> was not related to her stressful full-time job. Presumably, you referenced Karen without even going into the barest details because she said or did something racist, but you don't want to say what it is.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because that's, that's the, it, the Karen stuff, it's either um, some kind of racism, phobia or something, or it's pulling rank. Yeah. Asking for someone's manager. Those are the only two scenarios that I think of for Karen.
0: Yeah. Why was your wife's response to stress to do something or say something racist? Is this something she discussed with her therapist? Has she apologized to any of your friends or neighbors? And if not, why? Uh, What do they want from her, from you, before they can answer the question of whether they're ready to rebuild? Hmm. You cannot demand that your friends rebuild relationships. And you cannot use your kids' loneliness to pressure others into forgiving their parents. But you can ask the people you know and love, sincerely and non-defensively, what can you do to start rebuilding trust together? Sometimes that Uh might mean giving others time and space or the freedom to say, I can't accept this apology, but you have to be willing to respect that. Otherwise, it's not an apology at all, but a demand to forget whatever happened. Yeah, and people are not... We've talked about this a little bit before. I feel like we're at a time
1: in our culture where for, we're light on forgiveness. Yeah. And I know that's a big thing for a lot of religions, but we're also, in a lot of cases, light on that too. Yeah. Because of our relationship with those religions. Yeah. And what and what that... The, the mandate for forgiveness is sometimes... Takes away a lot of agency from the person who is wronged, mm-hmm. you know. That okay? Oh, you have to forgive people. It's like, well, actually, you you don't. <laughs> no. You don't. Um, I, and I'm not putting a value on that. I'm not saying it's good or it's bad, but it, you don't have to really do anything if you're willing to accept the consequences of it. Yeah. I I would have a really hard time if this was a Karen situation where the person came out and said something that diminished someone else's humanity mm-hmm. i i i think that my association with that person is finished
0: yeah
1: um yeah. unless that person really did the work
0: yeah and part of the work that we're talking like i i talk about well i've looked in into- i've done the work sometimes on some stuff and it has been very uncomfortable yeah it's very hard to do the work um so, but I also
1: did, wasn't calling people out about it. Like, I, you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't acting on it. It was things I was wrestling with.
0: Yeah. So there's a thing when people are talking about forgiveness or like they want to, for, they want to make up for something that they did or they're sorry for something. And they, what, there are like four steps to that. You have to recognize what you have done is wrong. You have to regret it. And say, like, I I don't want to be this way. I don't want to do this again. Yeah. And not just regret the
1: consequences, which is, I feel like what a lot of people do.
0: Regret the action that you took saying, oh, gosh, I really hurt somebody. And it's not that you had to face the consequences, but wow, I did damage to another person. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to regret that and say, you know, I'm not going, I'm going to work to not do this again and then you have to do restitution you have to make up for it somehow if you
1: well that's what people don't do is the
0: restitution piece yeah so even if it's something like there there are things like just to get yourself out of the habit if you can't even um make up to that particular person maybe like there there's nothing that you can do to fix that but um you can do something else symbolic to somebody else to put like goodness back in the world so sort of. yeah Um, so also educate yourself. I mean, that's,
1: that's one of the things that I've had to do when I've been struggling with prejudice is like, fuck, let me read up on this. (laughs) Like maybe, and and then usually through education, I'm like, well, that was dumb. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I got that initial information from. It was wrong. Um, (laughs) there's a lot more information out there and like, do I do, is this something I need to really be vehement about and get involved with? Or can I just get on with my life and let them get on with their lives?
0: Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. There's, and there's certain things that you can do to like kind of teach yourself to get yourself out of these habits. Say like, well, we're not even going to go with something like a Karen video or whatever. Say yeah. you do something to hurt somebody. Say you're late all the time. You're a late person. Um, you're late to meetings. You're late here. You're late there you have to realize that you're burning up other people's time,
2: pissing people off,
0: causing resentment, um, putting them in a situation where they have to put on a face where like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's really not okay. And everybody's angry. And now it's trying to swallow that anger.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
0: So you have to be like, wait a minute. I, I, this is a pattern that I do. Um, I have to realize that it's, that it's, it's wrong. Cause you're, you're, t- you're robbing somebody, you're robbing somebody of time. And that's something yeah. that you cannot ever give anybody back. You can give back money. Yeah. You can give back possessions. You can give back all those things that you rob from somebody, but you can't rob somebody. Of, you can't give back time. Um, so you have to realize like, okay, this is not good. You have to apologize. And then you have to make up for it. Sometimes you have to then donate your time for, to a charity then. or I
1: think that's one of the best ways to go. And I think that, that, like volunteering and donating time, money, skills, whatever, mm-hmm. especially if you have done, you know, if you, if you've targeted a group with your actions negatively mm-hmm. or your words negatively, like, yeah, get in there and fucking make it better.
0: Yeah. And do right. something say, okay, I'm And don't expect anyone to thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. But that's essentially what that is. When you're late for things, you're robbing people of time, which you can never give back. So you have to find a way to make up for it. Um, there's a level mm. of of arrogance to
1: these like because whenever i see these like a karen videos but there's other stuff too it's not just karen right Mm -hmm. there's there's videos in general of people acting up it it, maybe i was i was raised thinking always that everyone will see what you're doing whether that's correct or wrong positive or negative do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like every like whatever you do somebody will see it is how i was raised Mm -hmm. You think you if you think you're getting away with something you're not even you will see it yourself, mm-hmm. right, even if it's just you so i I try to um to act accordingly, and nowadays people should just assume when they do some wild shit in public that someone is going to capture it yeah I mean I've had friends who've been dressed up for shows in costume. And have been on the subway minding their own business and have seen them come up as a meme. Wow. And, you know, with like something funny underneath. And I'm like, this person was going to a performance. Yeah. Obviously.
0: And now they're a <laughs> meme. Know.
1: And now they're a meme of like, you know, whatever point some someone wanted to make. Yeah. <laughs> so I think everyone should assume nowadays that you, you don't have any kind of privacy in public. Yeah, exactly. But also don't be an asshole. Yeah. And unless you're willing to stand by it. Right. If you're willing to stand by, it, if you're like, you know what? No, I don't like Scientologists. I don't care. I'm waving, you know, I'm yeah. going to stand out here and this is my thing. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm just, you know, if you're willing to stand by and
0: accept the consequences of that, fine yeah
1: drop in bombs
0: right right <laughs> see where that gets you right so you can't you know? uh, with this situation whatever she did there are consequences for it and she yeah. has to don't try to get out of them yeah and be like okay you know this is the this is the learning moment where you have to say well i am obviously experiencing these consequences so i have to revisit my thoughts now i have to make up for this it's hard though. Cause I'm also speaking from a position and I think you're
1: probably in this position too, of like, I'm used to people not liking me for who and what I am. Yeah.
0: Not, not
1: I, Sometimes they don't even get to the, what I've said. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it's like, no one, no one knew that woman was a whatever, you know, whatever came out of her mouth. Everybody knows I'm black. Everybody knows you're a woman. You know what I mean? It's like, she had an, she had an identity that was hidden mm-hmm. and it came out, but not all of us can hide the, you know, the the truth of who we are. So that's what I think is upsetting people. It's like, wow, we can't just hide anymore. Yeah. Like when we come out of our face and show our true selves, somebody might be there to, to, to make a video
0: of that. And then when people see it, they're not going to like it. Yeah, They're not going to like it. And I'm not just going to get away with it. And people aren't going to turn a blind eye and go, oh, well, then that's just how, you know, that's just how Sarah is, you know. Um, And I
1: find it hard to believe that whatever she did or said, that was the first time. It's like when someone you get caught smoking cigarettes, it's like, I've never had a cigarette before. It's like, really? You've Mm. been smoking cool 100s in a box? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is your first time? This is your first cigarette? Very specific. Not a Marlboro Light. Not a Camel. You know. Yeah. You've gone into the brand. Yeah. I don't know. It's it it's interesting. I I mean I like on one hand, it's like I it horrifies me that anything you do can be uh put out there and, and turned against you yep. like that. But at the same time, we both did performance for years. And of all the wild stuff that we ever did, nobody has come and thrown that in my face. Yeah. Um and I'm not ashamed of any of. it. I mean, some of it was bad work, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Some of the scenes were rough, but I, you know, there, there's nothing that I look back on that I'm like, Ooh.
2: you know, mm-hmm. when they, when
1: they look, when they, when they talk about Jaqueta Satmari, <laughs> they're gonna remember that. It's yeah. like, nope. And also, too, this woman should know that people eventually will forget. Like, really, they're gonna move out of town they have no fortitude whatsoever yeah. <laughs> worst things happen to people I, I keep thinking about like gay people who come out in these little towns when we were growing up they didn't just move yeah, because people were upset with them like you can't just move right? you gotta deal with it Yeah, I like that one
2: yeah.
1: and that was from Prudence yeah. very nice